Mabel is caught in a lie. Oliver owns a car named Aphrodite. And the tie-dye guy's identity is finally revealed. All this and more on the fifth episode of Only Murders in the Building, today on The Streaming Fool. Hello and welcome to The Streaming Fool, the podcast that has way too much stuff to watch. I'm your host, my name is Steven, and yeah, it's high time we got back to Only Murders in the Building, right? So let's do that. But first, I want to direct your attention to my website, stephenrorr.com. I have been slowly rebuilding this website. I got it looking the way I want it to look. And it has become and will become the one place to go for me. It's all about me. I mean, it's right there in the URL, stephenrorr.com. But basically, anything that I have ever done creatively that uh, I can share digitally, I'm doing over there. You can find all my podcast episodes over there. I'm slowly uploading the web comics that I used to do with Harold Jennett, links to the books that I've written. You can find there as far as where to buy them, whether in paperback or digital form. And the new Norman, Oklahoma story I'm working on, I'm serializing over there as well. That story is called Fairy Tale, so get on over there if you want to read it. I just put up chapter two. And I'm also very slowly putting my music up over there. I, I was was in a band, a couple of bands way, way back in the day, and we have various recordings, and you'll be able to find that stuff there as well. I made two music videos trying my hand at the at the video game using uh, two of the oldest songs that I had ever recorded with a band from back in 1992. I was not even 20 years old at that point. Um, you can find those over there. It's it should be really easy to find stuff. There's a there's a, a big title, Stephen R. Orr, at the website, and then underneath that is the menu, which will take you to the books, the podcasts, the comics, the music, and then blog posts, along with how you can support me where to read, you know, how to, to, to read the Norman, Oklahoma story and, and, and all that junk. So go on over there, stephenrr.com. The link will be in the show notes. But hey, we're here to talk about only murders in the building. We're more specifically episode number five. This episode is entitled The Twist. It landed on Hulu on September 14th. And Wikipedia describes it like this. Mabel is followed by Tie-Dye Guy, who turns out to be her old friend Oscar, who was recently released from prison for Zoe's murder. He offers to drive her to wherever she is going, which eventually turns out to be Bayport, New York on Long Island. Charles and Oliver see Mabel leaving their apartment building, so they follow her to Bayport. They end up in a tattoo parlor there, where Mabel finally admits that she previously knew Tim. Oscar admits that he is tie-dye guy, but that he did not murder Tim. He was, however, outside his door when he heard a gunshot. So this is the episode where we finally get all three of our main characters, Mabel, Charles, and Oliver. They all start to get on the same page because since Mabel was holding some stuff back, Oliver and Charles didn't know exactly what was going on with Tim Kono's murder as far as uh, the fact that Mabel knew him, uh, that 
Oscar is also involved, was was one of their friends from back in the day that he went to prison for uh, allegedly pushing their friend Zoe from the top of the building during a rooftop New Year's Eve party. Uh, they don't know that Tim Kono admitted to Mabel that night that it wasn't Oscar that he saw arguing with Zoe before she was pushed off the building, even though he told the cops that it was, or actually I think he took, he didn't tell the cops anything. He, he told them he didn't see anything. I believe that's the story he's sticking to, but everybody's starting to be on the same page. So in episode four is when Charles and Oliver found out from Oliver's son that Mabel Mora used to live in the building during school breaks with her aunt and that she used to hang out with Tim Kono. And so that's where this episode picks up. They are Oliver and Charles are really confused. Oliver at this point, as the episode opens, Oliver, along with myself and possibly many of the people watching the show, uh, assumes at this point that Mabel is the murderer. Obviously, she's been hiding stuff from them. This just kind of puts the old nail in the coffin. And Charles doesn't want to believe it. He he still believes in Mabel. He doesn't think she seems to be the type. Uh, he, 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 he just doesn't want to believe it. Um, they see Mabel leaving the building. Well, before they see actually what, here's what happens. So Mabel leaves the building. She's walking down the street and tie-dye guy is following her. I think that's how the last episode ended also. When they discover what they discover about Mabel, we also find her being followed down the street by tie-dye guy. Well, she ducks, she she turns into an alley. She stops with her back to tie-dye guy. He is approaching her slowly. His hood is up. And she suddenly turns around and, and tackles him to the ground. And she's about to stab him in the face with her knitting needle. And she sees that it's Oscar. So she's really happy to see Oscar because Oscar is an old friend. He just got out of prison. She actually discovers that he's been out for like a week. And she's really kind of upset that he never came to see her. But he's there. they're really happy to see each other. He wants to know where she's going. And she said she's going to New Jersey. And he offers to drive her. She takes him up on that offer. But they have to go back to the apartment building to get his car. And so it's then as they are getting into his car that she is getting into his car that Charles and Oliver see her and decide that they need to follow her. Oliver tells Charles that he's got a car. He's going to go get it and that Charles should follow them on foot as far as he can while the two of them talk to each other on the phone. And then he will meet Charles somewhere on the street and hopefully they can catch up to her. And so this is how they end up following Mabel to Long Island. It's actually Mabel was going to a jeweler's based on this post-it note she found in an earlier episode, but it's Oscar that reminds her that she has a cousin who is a tattoo artist who has the initials GW and that he the address of his tattoo parlor is the address that's on the post-it note. And she feels kind of like an idiot that she didn't know that. But during this drive, she's asking him, it's it's at this point in the in the show that we stop suspecting Mabel and start suspecting Oscar. This episode just by itself just is this roller coaster of, you know, here's your suspect. Oh, well, maybe not. No, here's your suspect. And it's just it's really kind of frustrating as you're watching it. So Mabel starts asking Oscar about, you know, how long have you been back? I, I went to see your father to find out when you were getting out. And he basically told me to F off. And 
he says, you know, I've been out for a week and my mind starts going, oh, that's give that he's been here long enough to uh, murder Tim Kono then. Obviously, Oscar has the right kind of motivation for it because Tim Kono is the reason he went to prison. And he and he just out of the blue, as they're talking out of the blue, he says, I was actually on my way up to see you the night that everything went crazy, uh, in case you're wondering, which is just highly suspect. But at the same time, I'm like, that's almost too on the nose. That's like they're really trying to push a suspect in our face so that we will ignore somebody else. Mabel, I don't know at this point. We'll we'll go over our list of suspects, the updated list of suspects at the end of this episode. Well, there's a great moment in the episode where they the two of them pull into a gas station because she has to pee. And uh, as they're inside, Charles and Oliver pull in and the engine uh, of the car, this old car that Oliver drives called Aphrodite, and Oliver's not even driving it. Charles is because Oliver, his driver's license has been expired for 25 years. Um, the car ride with the two of them was really fun. They they had a really fun conversation and sang a little song and, and whatnot. And uh, it's a it's this is one of my favorite episodes. But they pull into the gas station and the engine is smoking. And this dude who's in this truck ahead of him, he tells them, uh, you know, pop your hood. Let me look at it. And. He, he's like, yeah, you're you're not going anywhere in this car. This He goes, I got a cousin who could use the work. He could come and tow. He, he drives a tow truck. He could tow it to a shop. He could use the work. And Oliver's like, fine. And the guy's like, and, I, and then I can take you, where, where you wherever you're going. And Oliver says, can you help us follow those two as, as Mabel and, and uh, Oscar are getting into the car? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so they get into the truck. And it is, uh, he is apparently a gardener of some sort. That's what we're assuming right at first, uh, because he has something on the side of the truck that says like yard doctors or, or something like that. And there's a bunch of plants and whatnot in, in the truck. And, uh, Mabel and Mabel and Oscar pull away and they're still just sitting there. Charles is like, why are we not moving? And the guy says, oh, we're waiting on my cousin. He, he was in the mood for some oatmeal cookies. And then the cousin comes out. And so he gets in and they're following Mabel and Oscar and they're asking Charles and, and, and Oliver, you know, so what's going on? What are you, what are you following these two for? What do they do? And there's just this funny moment. Cause Oliver tells him, Oh, we're doing a podcast about a murder that happened in our building. And she was one of the co-hosts, but it turns out she's been lying to us. And now she may be one of our biggest suspects. And the guy's like, Oh yeah, we do a podcast too. Me and my cousin, we do this podcast called, uh, man, I can't even remember what the name of it is. They, it's a, it's a, uh, a plant based podcast where they talk about plants and Oliver is just like, Oh, oh you do a podcast too. That's, that's sweet. That's cute. That's, that's sweet. Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, we got like uh 60,000 subscribers and, uh, we were on, uh, iTunes, um, and Spotify's most, uh, best new podcast to look out for and stuff like that. And right away, well, Oliver's kind of like, Good Lord, they're doing a lot better than we are. So he has to brag about something. So he goes, yeah, we're, we're, we met, uh, C- uh, Cinda Canning and, uh, we got the end with her and they're, they're both like, oh, Cinda, she's our girl. We're on her network. You know, she's pretty much the third co-host to this almost. She goes, the only thing, she, the only thing green she likes more than money is our plants. And so Oliver immediately is feeling very jealous. He's feeling very upset about that. And, if anybody else out there are podcasters, 
you may have run into a similar situation like this, where even though you know, you know that there are millions of other podcasts out there, but you run into somebody else who's doing a podcast and there's almost, maybe I'm the only one that's experienced this. So maybe that makes me a bad person, but obviously somebody else has, because they put it in this show where it's like, oh, you do a pod, you know, so you tell they you tell somebody you do a podcast, and they're like, oh, I do a podcast too, and immediately you're almost uh, threatened, and <laughs> but you also think, Psh, no, I do a podcast. You don't do a podcast. You think you do a podcast. You don't do a podcast, and then you <laughs> learn <laughs> that their podcast is way more popular than yours, and it just it's like a knife to the belly, uh, and then you realize that it's all kind of stupid. You know, to be worrying about stuff like that and you go on with your life. But it was a fun moment in the show that I I quite related to. I, I thought it was really funny and had a good time with it. Anyway, so they follow Oscar and Mabel to this tattoo parlor. When Oscar and Mabel pull in, Oscar doesn't want to go in with her. He's like, look, uh, I know I brought you out here. He goes, but I would like to do anything today that has nothing to do with Tim Kono's murder. He goes, I don't want anything to do with it. And and he gives this whole speech about how he became certified as a yoga instructor in prison. He wants to start his own yoga studio. And he's very, he's a very positive person now. And talking to people about Tim Kono's murder and dealing with it is the opposite of being positive. But all I'm really hearing is I killed Tim Kono. And I don't want to be around when you discover that. And he tries to talk her out of going in there. He's like, look, I've been in prison for 10 years. All I want to do is have ice cream with a girl. It doesn't even have to be good ice cream, you know, because I haven't had ice cream in 10 years. And and he goes, I want that girl to be you. You can tell that he likes her. And there was actually a moment when he was telling her, you know, when he was he was telling her that he had gone up the stairs that night to go to her apartment when everything went crazy. She suddenly realizes, oh, you're tie-dye guy, because he's still wearing the tie-dye hoodie. And as he's as he's telling her that he was going up to her apartment, we actually see in the flashback that he went to Tim Kono's apartment and he was standing outside Tim Kono's apartment looking very angry. And so, of course, he's the murderer. Of course, he's gotta be. And he won't go into the tattoo parlor and he asks her to leave with him and she won't. So she goes in and he leaves. Charles and Oliver go into the tattoo parlor and they confront her and she's upset. Of course, they have a confrontation, but she, she admits, yes, she knew Tim. Uh, she, she just basically starts admitting all the stuff that she's held back and you start to, as a viewer, not really suspect her as much because she's being very upfront and you realize that maybe the reason she didn't reveal any of this to them at first is because she did have a, you know, a friendly relationship with Tim Kono. She practically grew up with the dude. And this is a bit more personal. Obviously, it's way more personal for her than it is for the two of them. And she doesn't really know them all that well. So even though they all promise not to lie to each other, she held this information back. And I think it's just because she just didn't feel right at that point talking about uh, her, you know, this personal relationship we had, she had with Tim Kono and, and, but it all comes out here. Well, and then Oscar shows back up. He's like, look, he's got a handful of popsicles and whatnot that he's bought from some bodega or, or, or stand or something down the street. 
and he's like, okay, I, I couldn't leave you. And, and, uh, Charles was like, you're tie dye guy. And, and, and Mabel says, yes, this is tie dye guy. This is Oscar. He was also one of our friends. He did not kill Tim Kono. And Charles says, but I saw him going up the steps to Tim Kono's apartment. And she said he was not going to Tim Kono's apartment. And then Oscar says, actually, yes, I was. And then he admits he went up to Tim Kono's apartment, but he didn't kill Tim Kono. He got to the door. He's like, I don't know what I was going to do. Maybe I was going to beat him up, do something to him. But when I got to the door, he heard the gunshot from inside. It scared the crap out of him and he ran off. So now it's like, well, maybe he didn't do it. What's going on? They keep throwing all these people in our face that are obviously the murderers. And then a few minutes later, show us reasons why they're not the murderers. And it's it's so frustratingly good. Uh, but the tattoo guy comes in and he's, he, he tells them that Tim Kono thought he was going to be murdered because he had been investigating a black market jewelry dealer named Angel. To which Charles was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tim Kono was a loner. He was a financial analyst. He was not a black market jewelry dealing investigator. And that's when Mabel gives them the final reveal that she's been holding back. She dumps out all the jewelry she found hidden in Tim Kono's apartment. And that's where it ends. It doesn't really give you a massive cliffhanger like the last couple of episodes have. They just give you some very frustrating information throughout the episode. So let's just talk about who is currently on my list of suspects. I have narrowed it down now to three. I took Mabel, Charles, and Oliver off. Howard the Cat Guy's not on there anymore. All I have is Tim's neighbor, Ndidi Adoko, who wanted Tim's apartment, Jose Torres, Oscar's father, and Oscar himself. I think the fact that they introduced the neighbor as a suspect and then have really not done much with her, have kept her off the show, to me, that almost speaks volumes. It's like, hey, here's a possible murder suspect, but we're not going to give you any more information about them. And in fact, we're not going to have them on the show much, so you can't learn anything more about them. Same thing with Jose Torres, Oscar's father. We get like one scene with him. He has the motivation. Tim Kono is the reason his son has been in prison for 10 years. Why he waited 10 years? Maybe because his son was getting out and it dredged up the memories of the fact that he has been without his son in his life for a decade. And out of rage, he pulls the fire alarm because he's the building super. He has keys to everybody's building or everybody's apartment. You know, maybe he pulled the fire alarm, snuck into Tim's apartment and shot him. Or maybe Oscar's not telling the whole truth. Maybe what we saw, he, I, I don't know, may, maybe the flashbacks that we're seeing are, are false. They're just Oscar's story. And he did actually kill Tim Kono. I think of the three people on this list, Oscar and his father have the most motivation for killing Tim Kono. But we still have, what, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We still got five episodes left to find out who that murderer is and five episodes to throw even more suspects into our face. So who knows what we're going to get next, folks? Who do you think? Again, I'm going to ask you, who do you think the murderer is? If you've already seen the ending, don't cheat. Who do you think, as of the end of episode five, who do you think 
the murderer is. If you've watched the entire series, who were you thinking by the end of episode five? The, who were you thinking the murderer was? Send me an email at the streaming fool at gmail.com. That's it, folks. Before I leave you, however, I want to remind you, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, please go and rate the show. The more ratings I get, the higher in the algorithm it goes, and the the more likely people will see the show when they're doing searches on TV podcasts and junk like that. My show will pop up into the search results higher up than others. Right now, we have exactly two ratings. So let's see if we can get more of those going, folks. That would be awesome. You can also support me monetarily over at my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr. And for as little as a dollar a month, you're going to get another podcast I do called My Other Podcast. You're going to get episodes like this earlier than everybody else. And you're going to get an exclusive podcast called My Other Podcast, in which I talk about whatever the heck I feel like talking about that week. And I have over 200 episodes of that available to you the moment you sign up. And here's the thing. It's the beginning of the month, folks. It's uh, November 9th by the time you get this. You can sign up today and just hang out for a couple of weeks and check things out. And if you don't like it, just cancel it. If you don't feel like you're getting what you what you want out of it, cancel. But I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy hanging out with me, talking to you about stuff like this. I hope so anyway. Otherwise, what's the point of me doing it, right? Anyway, that's it. That's the last part of my episode that I have for you Join me here next time, and I'll either be talking about episode five of Only Murders in the Building, and by that, of course, I mean episode six, or I recently watched the movie Finch with Tom Hanks. It was a exclusive uh, Apple TV only movie made just for Apple TV, and I kind of want to talk about it. So I don't know what I'm going to have for you the next time you tune in. To this podcast. But until then, folks, my name's Steven and I'm the Streaming Fool. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> that was dumb. Swear to God, it has been quiet as a mouse outside all flipping day. And the moment I start to record, loud freaking cars are driving by. There's some, listen to that car. Maybe you can't. I don't know. There's some kind of freaking helicopter or airplane that just won't leave the vicinity. And then somebody has decided to start mowing their lawn. What? Then, ugh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going as if oh, it's starting to quiet down a little. Maybe we'll get lucky. Anyway. Anyway.